With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Shadows. I'm Stuart Best. Where the paranormal is normal. Where that which you thought you knew, you didn't. And where the future can be known, if you know exactly where to look. Well, good good afternoon, everyone. Uh, this is Stuart, and I'm uh, happy to be back. Uh, still recovering, and I want to thank everybody, first of all, for all of your support, letters, cards, emails, comments, phone calls, etc., prayers, which availeth much. And uh, it was an ordeal. I don't particularly want to go through again, but uh, as I said in my blog, if uh, Patty had not insisted to call 911, she came in and said, I think we should call 911, and I said, no, I got... I got to post this and I got to do that. And she said, "No, we're calling 911." That's all I remember. Uh, I don't remember the ambulance coming here. I don't remember a neighbor coming here. Uh, I don't remember anything except um, I kind of halfway woke up on the chopper when I was being uh, flown down to uh, Mayo Central in Rochester, New York, or Rochester, New York, Rochester, Minnesota. And um, I don't remember even much of that. I was in the ICU for about five days. They they discovered several infections that were very bad. Uh, and uh, had, had it not been that way, uh, had Patty not called, uh, I would not be here. I would be dead. I would have not made it through the night. Uh, everything went south in a in just a matter of minutes. And uh, I, I still, to this day, don't know where it all came from. We have suffered some radiation attacks, not only from the sun, but uh, other places as well. And uh, all of the Lord's watchmen, Larry, myself, Stan Dale, uh, Tom Horn, all these guys are under the gun. And we just need a lot of prayer for support as we come into these last of the last days. And once again, I just want to thank you because without without that support, um, you, you can't get through these kind of things. Um, the pain and the suffering is just beyond uh, anything you can imagine, except for a woman who gives childbirth. She knows. She knows what it is. And uh, it, it's just... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, I'm still recovering back home, and uh, just love your support. Love you guys out there. Uh, you've been a real blessing, and uh, it's it's been a very emotional time for me to know that 
the Lord has some more stuff for me to do, I guess, because I'm still here. And uh, we've been trying for years and years to wake the Christians up. Get back into your Bibles, please. Get back into your Bibles and don't pay any attention to these liars, these preachers, teachers, and evangelists, modern Christianity. It's just a lie. If you would read your Bibles, you would know it was a lie. If you would study your Bibles, you would know it's a lie. Jesus warns you all about these wolves in sheep's clothing. Peter warns you about them. Pay no attention to them. Depart from them, lest you go where they go. This is serious business, really serious business. And I just plead with everybody listening, get out your Bibles. Get out of Strong's. Start with the Gospel of John if you don't know where to start. And just go through it. Your very eternal life depends on it. Uh, Jesus wrote the Bible in such a way that there's no way you can escape it. You're not going to be able to stand before him and say, I didn't know. I uh, I followed these evangelists. I followed my preacher. I followed my priest. That's not an answer Jesus is going to accept. He's not going to accept it. He's going to send you away. He says so right there in Matthew chapter 7. And then you hear all this junk about, well, Matthew 7 doesn't apply to the Christian. The whole Bible applies to the Christian from Genesis 1 to the end of the book of Revelation. And if anybody tells you different, they're liars, they're deceivers, and they have no business even wearing the frock of a pastor, a priest, or whatever. There's so many liars out there now. You have to get into it yourself. This is a one-on-one with the Lord Jesus Christ himself. You're going to stand before him. You're going to kneel before him. And you better have an answer that's correct. Because if it isn't, you're going to be sent away. It's real serious. And I just plead with people. I've never asked anybody to believe anything I've ever told them. What I have said is get back into your scriptures and read them for yourself and don't play games with them. Remember when Jesus said, approach me as a little baby, as a child. And when you do that, when you open your heart and you just say, Lord, what have you got for me today? And you read it and you accept it, no matter how weird it may sound. Okay, if Papa said it, Papa must mean it. You'll be surprised how the floodgates will open if you just do that and not go through filter everything through your biases and everything through, well, I'm a, I'm a, a Lutheran, so I believe in Lutheran theology. I'm a Catholic. I believe in Catholic theology. I'm an evangelist, so I believe in all that stuff of the evangelical church. If you do that, you won't see heaven. You'll never see heaven. The Bible tells you that. I know I get a lot of hate mail and everything else for saying these kind of things. I have to tell you the truth. I don't have an option. Anyway, um, (laughs) Larry, got any comments before I roll on uh, the biblical aspect of this, what's going on in Israel? Here it is. Well, I was just going to mention that uh, it's certainly great to have your voice on the air again tonight. And one of the ways when I was when you was away in the hospital for some quite some time, actually, 
uh, on my prayer walks, I continually was praying or found myself praying uh, that you would be allowed, the Lord would allow you to come back home and finish your work. So I just thank the Lord. Yes. Yeah. Um, boy, I tell you what, a close call. Um, never been such a close call. And it, it came so subtly, it just, uh, uh, there are no words for it. And uh, like I said, if Patty had not insisted that uh, she did what she did and called 911, um, I'd be dead. Uh, there was no question about it from the medical records. Uh, they worked overtime 24-7. First of all, try and figure out what had happened. Um, anyway, um, I want to get into this Israeli situation, but I want to do it from a little different perspective, the biblical perspective, because all of this is actually part of the Psalm 2 wars. World War One, World War Two, World War Three are all part of the Psalm Two War to bring about the new global world order and seat the Antichrist on the throne, and probably in Israel would be my guess, but we'll have to wait and see where that takes place. But all of this is uh, a spiritual war, first of all. You have to understand that this is a war of the spirit world. Christ versus Satan for the turf of earth. It's a final turf war. And it's taking place on planet earth. And it's a spiritual war of immense proportions. And unfortunately, humanity doesn't even realize it because spiritual wars and wickedness in high places is invisible. However, it manifests itself through the minds of men and women who then all get together and they forge their nations, they forge their states, and they uh, forge their ideas, their philosophies, and their isms, and all of that without even realizing that it is a spirit war and that Satan truly is the prince and power of the air, of the spirit world of earth. We are a fallen creature. I know people don't want to believe that, but it's true. Genesis is very, very, um, well, that's one of the reasons I wrote The Locksmith, which is still available. And uh, it points out what really, if you don't understand the fall in Genesis, you don't understand what Jesus actually came to do. And it's really not religious. It goes way, way, way beyond all religions, what Jesus came to do. And as I've said before, global deep state, deep state, and vast number of people have no idea of the power of Jesus Christ. You find it when you meet him. His voice is so sweet, so gentle, so caring, but boy, the authority behind it is absolute, absolute. You know who you're dealing with. There's no question of the power behind the creator himself. And this is what global deep state and deep state people don't understand, which is why I plead with them on this show from time to time. You don't understand who you're dealing with. If you would read your Bibles, you'd understand it. 
the power behind the creator is absolute. There is no other power. He operates within his word, and he's going to continue to operate within his word. And uh, he is about to judge. Now, this is the other aspect. So what we are watching in Israel actually has many aspects to it, as we must remember that Israel is also as ungodly and apostate as America is. It's, she's in very deep apostasy and very deep in the occult, which most people don't realize. But Orthodox Jewry has very little to say about what's going on in Israel. I think Israel, uh, Larry would agree with that. Uh, they're kind of sidelined. Orthodox Jewry has virtually nothing to say about any of this, or the people who are pounding on the wall for Temple Mount and all of this. Um, they, they're they not running Israel. There's another power behind it. Now, I, I know uh, I've had visions and dreams about Netanyahu, Bibi. I knew years and years ago he was going to be here at the end because the Lord had told me he was going to be here. And there, here he is. And now, as far as I know, Larry, you know more about this, but didn't they form a war cabinet? And Bibi is absolute dictator, as I understand it. Well, they did, actually. Uh, they actually, and, and as you said, and as a matter of fact, I heard something really good on America's Voice News. Uh, they had a, uh, a Jew on, somebody that was a Jew, an American citizen, but a Jew, uh, you know, had passports for both countries. And mm -hmm. he was explaining why that the majority of the Jews in America are for Biden, are for the left, support the Palestinians, not Israel. The Jews in America, to the great degree, the majority, support the Palestinians. Not, not Israel, and and even though he he wanted to explain that, and he what he said in his explanation was, and, and it seemed to me to be the first real good explanation I've ever heard. Uh, he said that uh, most of the Jews in America are secular Jews, and to describe what he meant by secular, he said they are liberal. He said they believe in everything the Democrats believe in. Shockingly, wow. everything the Democrats believe in, they believe in. He said there's not any religious bones in their bodies. They are secular Jews. They are not for Israel. They are not even for the Jews. Yet they're Jews. And, uh, but, you know, they don't support Israel at all. They don't support Netanyahu. They don't support the government of Israel, no matter who's the government of Israel. And, of course, uh, we know that the uh, elite have you know, basically they have controlled for some time this. But what's interesting to me, Stuart, is that the, the breakdown that we have seen with Netanyahu to where they've tried to remove him from power by every form and means they could even accomplish and destroy uh, because of conflict the very government of Israel over the last few years is the same scenario we saw that happened to Trump and America and the government in America, to where basically there's nothing but a dictatorial government in America that's all communist. And it's like the USA 
and Israel are side by side, and everything that happens to Israel or it happens to the USA or whatever happens to the USA happens to Israel. So now we basically find, we basically find Israel at a breaking point, a point of destruction, if you will, and Bibi now finally because they are under attack and they know it and surrounded by enemies like they can't they couldn't dream up as a scenario they find themselves in today uh he finally got control of the government and he is one that will try to save israel now at the same time we've got the same scenario you've got a trump in america that the majority it seems hates and even the maga or the conservatives or christians that that want Trump because he's a nationalist. He believes in nations, not globals. He's yep. hated, and they they will do anything to stop him in the same way that they have tried to stop stop Netanyahu. And I've told you before, uh, you know, Stuart, that I believe that there were some, I don't know if you want to call them jokers in the deck. I called them wild cards, though, yes. in a deck of cards. Wild cards. And I mentioned, and I've said this for years, I've mentioned Putin, uh, Netanyahu, Trump. I mean, these are wild cards. The, the elite, they're part of the elite, but the elite can't seem to keep them under control, so they almost have to kill them, if you will. But at the same time, Stuart, this destroys our nations. Yes, it rips it apart, which is, uh, you know, that's the rules for radicals. They would pick a pivot, what they call the pivot man. They didn't want a corporation because you can't really identify with a corporation, but you can identify with an individual, an individual that people would either love a lot or they would hate him intensely. And guess who fulfills that bill? I mean, I love to listen to Trump. I love to listen to what he has to say. I'm not really a Trump fan because I believe that Jesus Christ is the only solution for America, not some guy that everybody's going to put their faith in. And one of the reasons I believe that is we're not in the 1900s anymore. We're at the end of the timeline. At the end of the timeline, Antichrist rises to rule the world. And so this is where people have to be very careful. Do you want a man to rule over you, or do you want Jesus Christ to rule over you? Donald Trump has a lot of good ideas, like uh, Larry just said he's a nationalist. He has come right out and said, I, "I favor globalism, but I favor globalism as a nation-state operation where all the nations just agree to trade uh, honestly, not take advantage of each other." This is why he hated China, because China does nothing but take advantage of everything. And so he comes in and he he does a lot of good things. He brought, you know, remember uh, Obama more or less said, you don't even talk about Christmas. You don't tell people Merry Christmas. He got rid of the chaplains in the military. Obama is uh, no different than old Biden. They're all the same. They're running things. Trump is the uh, threat, the pivot man. You either hate him or you love him. Divide and conquer. And meanwhile, while everybody's looking at Trump or everybody's looking at Biden and his treason, and that's what it is, it's high treason, let's be honest, let's call it what it is, and let's call these people in, in Washington who they are, the communists. 
There's very few people in Washington that aren't communists, that are not compromised. It's run by the occult. It's run by Satan. I had a friend of mine who was a, uh, I guess you could call him a senator aide, and he was very astute uh, when it came to discernment of spirits. And he, he told me, he said, you can feel and see the demonic spirits over Washington. That was 40 years ago. Well, can you imagine what it's like now? America is going to be judged. We're under judgment right now. Babylon the Great. I don't care if people don't want to believe it. I just laugh at them. We are Babylon the Great. New York City is the great city Babylon. It's going to be moved overseas, but right now that's the scenario. So it doesn't matter whether people believe it, because the judgments against America Babylon are coming true with 100% accuracy. And the main one that's coming true that we need to look at right now is the infiltration by across our borders of uh, illegal aliens. And that's what they are. They're criminals. They're illegals. They are aliens. They have no right to be here. It doesn't matter what Biden says. It doesn't matter what the Department of State says. You have to use common sense and logic. They're all a bunch of liars. Of course, they're going to cover their tracks. They're all part of this. They've been part of this for a long, long time. However, it's not Biden that's allowing these people in. It's not uh, Department of Homeland Security and those people. It's God himself. Look it up. It's right there in Jeremiah. I am going to fill you with men like caterpillars, and they will come into your nation. They will take up residence from within your nation, and when the call is given, they are going to rise up and destroy you from within. And then I'm going to destroy you from without. People think maybe that America is some sort of a godly nation. Well, maybe we were, folks, but we are not now. We're apostate. We're full of the occult. Our Christian leaders are liars and deceivers. They're deluded. It's amazing what God has brought upon this great nation of ours. And I blame the American people. I don't blame these people. The American people, under our Constitution, under our Bill of Rights, have every right to rise up and put an end to this. They will not do it. Therefore, evil must and will reign over the people of the United States. They have already infiltrated us, and the end is almost here. They can rise up tomorrow morning. They can rise up next week. Maybe it's next month. Maybe it's next year. But they are here, and they are very, very dangerous. Most of them are military-age males. There are grips full of weapons and all kinds of stuff all over the United States. This planning of the downfall of America has been going on for years and years and years, and God allows it because we have rejected Jesus Christ. We have rejected his son. We have said, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you don't do that to God the Father. You just don't do that. 
you're going to pay for it. You don't murder millions of babies. You don't butcher them. We talk about Hamas cutting off babies' heads. What about our own doctors who abort babies in the womb and chop them up while they're still alive? Is there any difference? No. I'll tell you what's going on here. The God factor. This is what's going on. And his agenda is in full display of all of mankind's inhumanity to man. This display of the inner wicked, evil, hidden, inner heart, the result of the fall of mankind, and the Bible makes it very clear, there is no fix for any of this, because there is no fix except Jesus Christ, and he has been rejected totally by the American people, by and large, very, very few can testify to what Jesus claims is true salvation. They ignore it. Well, I don't, I don't have to believe that. You better believe every word that's in the Bible, because it's all true. And true rebirth is a very rare event these days, because the world rejects Scripture. Society rejects Scripture. Our schools reject it. The universities reject it. No, they preach communism. Communism is Satanism politically. That's all it is. It's just Satanism politically. And we have embraced it. We love it. We want to have it so. Well, I got news for you folks. It ain't going to happen. We're headed into something so bad, so horrific, there is absolutely no way to describe it. You talk about what Hamas did to Israel, it's going to happen right here. You're going to wake up one morning, and you're going to read about it, hear about it, or maybe it's your own door that's getting knocked on, and you open it up, and bang, 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 you're dead. This is what's coming, and this is the result of apostasy, the hatred for Jesus Christ, the hatred for his word, the hatred for his truth. It's just part of our inner wicked human heart. We cannot stand it. We don't want it. We, we, uh, we rather embrace the lie than the truth. And that's just the way it is. This is humanity. This is fallen humanity. This is who we are. It's on display right there in Israel. Both sides. Both sides. Israel wants to survive. They have every right to survive. Palestinians want to survive. They also have a right to survive. However... If you go back into the history of the Philistines and Palestine, the U.N. mandates and all of that, this is all engineered. It was all set up to foment the final world war. I want to read to you something here because it's very, very interesting. I'm going to go to Albert Pike. Now, Albert Pike was one of the top-level Masons. And you have to understand from a biblical perspective that masonry is one of the chief architects of everything that's going on. They're called mystery in the Bible. You'll find it in the book of Revelation. Mystery Babylon. Mystery Babylon is not physical Babylon. Mystery Babylon is the spiritual power behind Babylon, the great, the physical nation and the men and women that populate it. This is what we're watching. 
Now listen to what Albert Pike had to say about this. And I want to read something just ahead of that. Hardened meteor outlets, familiar with the violence of war, even genocide, stumbled on Tuesday to describe the viciousness of the Hamas attack on Israel, using words like depravity, barbarism, terror, a rampage, ruthless murder. Okay, now listen very carefully. This was written, I believe, back in the 1780 or 1800s, early part, when Albert Pike was the leading mason. Mystery. He wrote a letter about three world wars. The first two have been fought exactly as he said they would. So listen very, very carefully to what he says about the start of the Third World War. He says this, The Third World War must be fomented by taking advantage of the differences caused by the ancient tour of the Illuminati. Who's the agent tour of the Illuminati? Well, you go into Habakkuk and Haggai, and you'll read about these people that stir up strife and trouble. They set nation against nation and uh, religion against religion and politics against politics. In other words, all they do is stir up trouble. I'm sure everybody's run into some kid or somebody in their life that does nothing but stir up trouble. That's what they do. Anyway, these are the agent tours of the Illuminati. Between the political Zionists and the leaders of the Islamic world, the war must be conducted in such a way that Islam, the Muslim Arabic world, and political Zionism, the state of Israel, now pay attention to that, state of Israel. How did he know back in 1700s, early 1800s, there was ever going to be a state of Israel. Because they already had to script it out. You're watching a script. It's all there. Bible prophecy is telling you what the script is. That's what it's for. It's God's way of warning the Christian what the script is that they're following, that Satan and his minions are following to set up their new world order under the helm of Satan himself. That's what all of this is about. So anyway, this, this, uh, this war has to be conducted in such a way that Islam, the modern Arabic world, and political Zionism, the state of Israel, mutually destroy each other. Now, what they do is they get people like Hamas and terrorists to stir this thing up. So listen closely as he goes on. Meanwhile, the other nations, once more divided on this issue, what have we seen? Those in favor of Israel? Those that are in favor of the uh, Palestine and those even favor in Hamas? A terrorist organization, Hezbollah, Iran, one of the leading sponsors of terrorism in the whole world? Is this what people are supporting? Well, they're supporting their own suicide. I guess they want their own children beheaded in front of them. 
I guess they want to watch their husband and wife get gutted in front of the other. Is that what you people want that are supporting all this? You're supporting terrorism. This is what Albert Pike is getting at. He's going to even tell you what it is. He says they're going to fight to the point of physical, complete physical, moral, spiritual, and economical exhaustion. We will unleash the nihilists and the atheists, and we shall provoke a formidable social cataclysm, which in all of its horror will show clearly to the nations the effects of absolute atheism, the origin of savagery, terrorism, and the most bloody of turmoil. Then, everywhere, citizens obliged to defend themselves against a world minority of revolutionaries will exterminate those destroyers of civilization, and the multitudes, disillusioned with Christianity, whose deistic spirits will from that moment be without any compass or direction. Why? Apostasy. They don't have any foundation, folks. Modern Christians, you can walk up to one and what do you believe, what you believe, it can't even answer you. Doesn't know. That's not Christianity. The churches today are not Christian. They're Christian in name only. They're a church in name only. Why do you think Jesus Christ rejects them with a terse, I never knew you. Get away from me, you workers of iniquity. His own people, by the millions, are sent away. Why? No depth. No depth. They don't have any depth. Most of them can't quote the Bible in any way, shape, or manner. Not that that matters much. It's just a, a, a kind of symbology. Anywhere. So everybody is going to have to defend themselves against a world minority of revolutionaries will exterminate those destroyers of civilization and the multitudes, disillusioned with Christianity, whose deistic spirits will from that moment be without any compass or direction, anxious for an ideal, but without knowing where to render its adoration, will receive the true light through the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer, brought finally out in public view. This manifestation will result from the general reactionary movement, which will follow the destruction of Christianity and atheism, both conquered, both exterminated at the same time. That's the plan. You cannot have the rise of Antichrist without the extermination of Christianity. Why do you think Christians are going to be rounded up, put in concentration camps, and terminated? They cannot stand Psalm 2. They cannot stand Jesus Christ, Psalm 2. Here it is. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth... They set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder. Let us cast away their cords from us. 
He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak to them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet, God says, I have set my king upon my holy hill of Zion, and I will declare the decree. The Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Then shalt thou break them with a rod of iron, and shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye ye judges of the earth. Well, they are not wise. They refuse to be instructed. And so here we go. Last couple of verses. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry, and you perish from the way, when his wrath is but kindled a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Now, you folks may remember the comet called Ison, I, Sun, the comet that kissed the sun a number of years ago. That was a warning to the rich people of the earth, and they paid it no heed whatever, like everything else. So we have to go through this. We have to go through this. Any comment, Larry, before I go any further with this biblical stuff? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to share a little bit from uh, I, I, while you was in the hospital. I did some reading again, rereading of Anton Johansson's <clears throat> incredible book, and found some things in his notes that I hadn't read before that fit in quite well with where we are. And if you remember, and Anton Johansson was shown by the Lord, actually visited by the Lord, and shown the battles, the battlefields, the nations, and et cetera, et cetera, of the beginnings of World War One, And Anton was so shaken, according to his book, uh, he asked the Lord, said, Lord, can you, will you empower me or give me the, open the door where I can visit these nations that are going to be involved, their governments, the power people, and warn them to stop this? And so the Lord apparently said, I will. So doors began to open, and for a couple of years, Anton met rich men, rich women, powerhouses, the elite of different countries, the governments and kings of princes and and prime ministers of different countries, and did everything he could. However, and if you'll remember, one of his comments especially was that he was shown multiple wars, World War One, and then it goes into two, and I suppose now we're about to go into three. But Albert Pike, like you said, he said, this is all one war. In other words, Psalm 2 war. He didn't say that, but I entered that. Uh, yep. He said, this is all one war. It just has pauses between each battle. And let me read this. This is a little bit long, but I think it, this is words people need to hear. This is from his comments. I've never read these before till I just studied them this last few weeks. And this this book's from the 1940s, by the way. And he said, Dear reader, 
do not shudderingly lay your book aside and say this is too loathsome a description, but read on and ponder over it. This is a true recounting of what actually happened and in a country as highly civilized as any. And since the time that this episode took place, he's talking about the beginning of World War One. Scenes like this have been repeated over and over again in many modern cities in our highly civilized times, instigated by subtle and sinister powers that have wormed themselves into our 20th century civilization by the influence of devilish teachings of men with distorted minds who belonged in an age of centuries past. These influences are now busily at work in our own fair America and have a greater spread in the warp of our societal fabric than the average law-abiding citizen is even, even aware of. And then he made a quick comment. I don't want to be long here, but this is important on what he says because he tried to stop this war. But listen to this. Is this the new Germany that was to be born tonight? Is this the agreeable springtime to be ushered in over German soil about which its people have hopefully dreamt so long? The din of the battle becomes a bloody proclamation that brings a message of sorrow over the city and calls the sons of the patriotate to rally to the help of their fighting comrades around the Alexander Platz. In thousands of minds, the spark of strife was kindled, and new recruits hurried to the place where agony and death are waiting, and death garners a great harvest. But what does death mean to a people who have lived for years with death and terror before their eyes? Yet they did not go to meet it tonight from the weapons of outside enemies on the field of Flanders, firmly led by officers of the Holocene, coat of mail, but from old comrades with whom they had shared in days of good or evil, such is the reward of the unscrupulous intrigue. Listen to this carefully. Balmy breezes filled the night. The spring was approaching in nature, but in thousands of human hearts, the long winter had formed bondages of ice that would not break so soon. What do you think, Stuart? <laughs> right on. Um, this is this is the plight of fallen humanity. But if you won't admit you're fallen, then you don't need to fix it. And this is where we are. The modern-day Christian does not really admit he's fallen. He does not really admit that there's any problems. Uh, head in the sand or, you know, whatever. And... <laughs> Like James says, why do you war? Because you have not. You have not because you ask not. And when you do ask, you ask amiss. And so the Lord doesn't give it to you because you want to heap it onto your own lust. I I don't understand, which is one of the reasons I did the locksmith, why people cannot comprehend what the fall of humanity is, and the proof is everywhere you look. Because if you walk up to the average person and you say to them, do you know the difference between right and wrong? They'll say, well, of course. Of course I do. 
I may not always follow it, but I, I, I know what it is. I know it's good. I know it's evil. I know it's right. I know it's wrong. That's why you're fallen. That's why you are a fallen creature. Now, Satan comes in and says, well, if you could just get rid of that evil part of wrong that's within you and override it and ascend, that's what the New Age Ascension is all about, then mankind's civilization will simply advance and we'll go higher and higher up the evolutional ladder. We will exterminate this knowledge of evil within, this wrong that we all have within our heart that we know about. Most people don't follow it, but they do know it's there. Um, Then we'll be fine. Well, Jesus Christ comes along and he says, "Uh, guess what? You cannot eliminate your knowledge of evil. It's there. It's part of your DNA. It's part of your structure. You cannot eliminate it. There is no fix. None. Zero. Don't try. Because if you try, you're going to end up in ruin. That's why I came here. I came here to tell you there is no fix. But I have a fix. Here's what you got to do. And if you do it, I will take you unto myself, and I will simply cover with my white robes of righteousness your evil, and I will make you whiter than snow. Remember where it says in Jeremiah, come let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, I will make them as white as snow, white as wool. All of these things are clues of to how unfixable humanity is. No matter what governmental form they try, no matter what theology they embrace, no matter what religion they embrace, no matter what philosophy or ism, it does not matter. It does not fix anything. You cannot fix humanity. Humanity cannot fix itself. It doesn't matter if you do good works like Mother Teresa all the days of your life. It's not the issue. The issue is your very DNA, genetic makeup, nature. That's the issue. That's what happened at the fall. I firmly believe that mankind was created with three strands of DNA. And I base that somewhat on what the Bible says about three people are almost invincible. Two are good, but three is better for whatever reason. So the fall comes along, and I firmly believe we lost one strand of DNA, and we went to two strands. Twin Towers. What did they do to the Twin Towers? They knocked down one, or they knocked down both, and put up one. We're going down with this transhumanism to a one-strand DNA, and one strand is not strong at all. It's very, very weak. You see what they're doing through technology, through medical establishments, through research of the pharmaceuticals, the transhumanism, the mRNA, DNA, and all of that stuff? They're going to kill off anybody they can, and they're going to change the ones that they have left. There is absolutely no mercy, no thought of mercy, no compassion, nothing in these people. I've said before, they're walking computers. They're nothing but amatrons or whatever you want to call them. 
They have no compassion in their heart. They're, they're psychopaths. That's what they are. They are nice, narcissistic psychopaths. And they can't see beyond themselves and their agendas. They don't care about you. They want you dead. They want your children dead. They glory in it. Look at what's going on in Israel, getting back to Israel. Look at how this division of those who support Hamas, a terrorist group, known terrorist group, all they do is stir up trouble, like the Bible says. And then you've got Hezbollah and who knows how many others. And now Biden, as I understand it, Larry can correct me if this is wrong, but I understood that Biden invited the Palestinians who go to Egypt, if they can't get back, into America. He wants a million of them in here. Oh, that's just wonderful. Let's have a whole bunch of Hamas people come into America and finish it off. Do you understand what's going on with these people in Washington and how they commit treason without even thinking about it? To them, they're not even committing treason. To them, they're doing what they think is right. When they start killing the Christians, it's because they think we got to get rid of these people. They're not only old-fashioned, they have old ideas, and they're just idiots anyway. Useless eaters. Benjamin Netanyahu even called Christians useless eaters a long time ago. Benjamin Netanyahu also called for the end of the United States Constitution a long time ago. You don't know who you're dealing with with these people. I happen to like Bibi. I've had several dream visions about him as Larry has. Uh, he's, he is uh, God's chosen. You don't go against God's chosen. And, and Netanyahu, I knew 40 years ago, was God's chosen. Because I was told that by, by the Lord. I was watching a TV interview with Bibi Netanyahu many, many years ago. He was just young. And the Lord said, he's going to lead Israel into the tribulation. Well, what is he? See, we're watching the beginning of World War III, Albert Pike's Third World War. What I read to you is exactly what's going on over there. This is the beginning of World War III. It's going to expand. We hear now that Iran is going to jump into the mix. Jordan is going to jump into the mix. Lebanon's going to jump into the mix. Hezbollah is going to jump into the mix. All of this will then slowly or maybe very rapidly escalate into a nuclear war. It's unavoidable. Because I remember when... Vladimir Putin said at a press conference, you know, you folks, you're mocking this World War III business. You better not be doing that. I'm paraphrasing him. This World War III is coming. I cannot stop it. I cannot stop it. It's all Obama more or less said the same thing. World War III is coming. It's coming. We cannot stop it. Well, what is this an admission of? Think about it. What is this an omission of from world leaders who are on the top of the heap? There's an unwritten script, and they know it. It's going to be fulfilled. They can't stop it. A fellow wrote a book. I can't remember what his name was. He called it the unseen hand. Well, that unseen hand happens to be God himself. He says, what I have proposed... I am going to do it, and no one is going to stop me. The United Nations is not going to stop me. 
The United Nations is antichrist to the core. It's a deception. It's a delusion. They are the ones who scream, peace and security, peace and security. No, it was the UN and the World Economic Forum and WHO and all these that are advancing this seven-year agreement signed on 9-23-2023, seven-year agreement, which Israel has signed on to now. Is it the uh, seven-year agreement of, of the Bible? We don't know. We don't know yet. We know that Israel signed on to it. We know it's seven years. We know almost all the nations of the world have signed on to it. It's part of the U.N. Agenda 30 slash 50. It's a takeover, total control, extermination of all who do not go along with it. This is where we are, and we have let that happen. Uh, I can remember a long, long time ago people were mounting uh, opposition to the U.N. being on uh, American soil. We need to get rid of it. We need to get rid of it. It's a Trojan horse. It's a Trojan horse. Well, their screams and cries went unheeded. And here we are, folks, with the World Health Organization and their backdoor health treaty, which controls everything you do, everything you eat, everything about you. They can control it. You don't go along with it. Well, they just take you away. So anyway, I'm jumping ahead. Isaiah 17, the burden of Damascus. Behold, Damascus is taken away from being a city, and it shall be a ruinous heap. The cities of Aor are forsaken. They shall be for flocks, which shall lie down. <clears throat> None shall make them afraid. And the fortress shall also cease from Ephraim, and the kingdom from Damascus, and the remnant of Syria. They shall be as the glory of the children of Israel saith the Lord of hosts. And in that day it shall come to pass that the glory of Jacob shall be made thin, and the fatness of his flesh shall wax lean. This is the judgment. Israel is apostate. Israel rejected Jesus Christ. Israel, therefore, must atone. This is what they're doing. They're going to atone. They're going to go through the fires. Now, I believe that America is not only Babylon the Great. I think you can prove it's also Ephraim, not, a, not Manasseh, as people say. If you go back into the Old Testament prophecies, Manasseh was the older, and Ephraim was the younger. And when the father told Ephraim he would be greater, it was Manasseh that said, no, 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 you got that wrong. I'm the older. I'm the greater. And the father said, no, 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 Ephraim will be the greater. Well, Ephraim, I believe, is the United States of America. And Larry mentioned it on the way in. We got an hour and a half here, so we got plenty of time. Mentioned the fact that uh, what happens to Israel always happens to America. And what happens to America seems to happen in Israel. Well, there's a reason for it. We're part of Israel, whether we like it or not. Babylon the Great is actually part of the Israel, Babylon, America, England, uh, what you could call it, complex, cartel, whatever you want to call it. That goes with Australia, New Zealand, 
the young the young lions of England. You go back into history and go back into Daniel and the four beast powers, and all of it is is here. It's come together. We're at the very end of the end now. We're watching Albert Pike's Third World War come into full vision. Now, it was just a little bit ago, and I think Larry probably knows a whole lot more about this than I do. Uh, Netanyahu said he was going to take out Damascus. And he was referring to Isaiah chapter 17. Is that right, Larry? Have I got that right? Oh, absolutely. He made the comment uh, when this all started that he was about to fulfill Scripture. And he talked about uh, the destruction of Damascus and uh, warned, basically he warned, uh, you know, that was warning Hezbollah in Lebanon and also uh, the Iranians and Syrians and Hezbollah in Syria, which most of them are centered in Damascus. So you're exactly right. Wow. So B.B. knows his Bible enough to know who Israel is and what's going to happen. They read it from a different perspective. This is the other thing you have to understand about Israel. When they read the Old Testament, and they read about the glory of Israel. They're reading it that Israel triumphs, comes out on the other side, and emerges as a world leader. It's the messianic kingdom that isn't the real messianic kingdom. It's a, it's a delusion. And this is why they rise up as they do. And this is why they accept their false messiah as they're going to. They have to. They don't have an option any more than uh, a Christian has an option if they're disobedient to Jesus Christ. They don't have an option. You have to become obedient. And I know the modern Christians hate the word obedient. That's a work. That's a legalism. We don't have to do that. We're saved by grace through faith. Don't you understand? They don't understand that grace brought Jesus Christ into this world. Jesus Christ brought with him, via grace, the instructions on how to get saved. It's not a work. It's not a legalism. It's under grace. Grace means unmerited favor. That means that when Jesus said, enter in at the straight gate, walk the narrow way, It was given to us by grace. Paul said, I do not frustrate grace. The modern Christian frustrates all the grace God has given to us. Well, I don't have to do that. All I got to do is say a simple prayer and I'm in. Well, if you want to believe that, go ahead. But you're going to regret it. And that's all I can warn people about. You will regret it with all your heart, mind, soul. If that is your attitude, I I do not understand how people can say, I accept what Jesus said, and then turn around and reject just about everything he said, which they do. Well, he didn't mean that. Well, he couldn't possibly have meant that. I've been to seminars, and I've heard that. I've seen people when I, I got up one time at a seminar down in Dallas, Texas. I'll never forget it. 
and, and uh, my subject was UFOs and the alien invasion. And when I got up to the podium, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, I don't want you teaching on UFOs and alien invasions. I want you to give the uh, salvation message that I have given to you. So I, I gave the salvation message. They got up and walked out. People just walked out. See, they will not hear it. Uh, they, they deny it. And some of the people that were walking by one of the desks were heard, overheard saying, well, Jesus would never ask us to do anything like that. Well, of course he would. Is, is Jesus Christ your creator or not? Yes or no? Is he? Or is he not? If he's your creator, do you not think he has the right to tell you what you must do to obtain true, authentic salvation? Yes or no? you you got to have it one way or the other. He created you. He sustains you. He upholds your heartbeat, your breath, the blood flowing through your veins. He's the one who does it all. Either God is supreme or he isn't. And this is where people get all confused. You either have a king, a lord over you, or you don't. You can't have it both ways. It's the way it works. I learned that a long, long time ago. Probably bore you with this, but I was a professional pilot for many, many years, flying the latest in jets. Well, you go to you go to flight school. Doesn't matter if it's Boeing or Douglas or Grumman or whoever it is. You go to these flight schools, and they give you what they call the flight manual. And this flight manual is made by the manufacturer of the airplane, where they ring this aircraft, this new aircraft, to get it certified. They ring it through every conceivable thing they can do to see if the thing will hold up if it will perform, and they catalog all of this. They spend years doing it, and then they categorize it, they tableize it, and they give it to the pilots. This is what this airplane will do, and this is what this airplane will not do. They are the manufacturer of the airplane. They are the ones who put it through all this rigorous trial to make sure it will perform the way they say it will. You do not argue with the manufacturer and tell the manufacturer you don't know what the, you're talking about. So we'll just go do it on our own. Many a dead pilot, many, many thousands of dead passengers because the pilots did not honor what the flight manual said. Now translate that over to the Bible. The Bible is your personal love letter instruction book whether you accept it or do not accept it matters not one whit when you die you're going to wish you had accepted it so all i can tell you i met jesus christ face to face one-on-one not lying to you i know who he is i know his power i know his love He loves you with a love you cannot even begin to comprehend. 
You have no clue whatever of the love he has for everyone listening to my voice. But if you will not do what he has said, because he is your creator, he is your manufacturer, he has given you a flight manual. It's called the Holy Bible. Within that Bible are all the instructions any human being in the world, no matter who they are. All they need is that flight manual, and they need to read it, to heed it, and do it. And this world would be a totally different place if that were true. But we do have a mortal enemy. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. He hates us. He wants you dead so that you cannot, cannot repent and come into the kingdom of God. And there was a lady, uh, we were talking about this jab, the mRNA jab. And there was a lady who was channeling a demonic spirit. And one of the things she said about this mRNA jab was we wanted to give it to everybody because they would not have time to repent. In other words, they would not have time to get into the kingdom. They would not be able to repent. Folks, uh, during my stay at the hospital, I had many, many, many a talk with the Lord trying to figure this thing out. Why won't people do what they're told to do? You're going to die in your sins. Do you have any idea what that means? So I plead with people. I plead with all flesh everywhere. I don't care what your religion is. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, I am the truth, and there is no other way. Now, either that's true, or he was the biggest liar and fraud monster that ever graced the earth. That ever graced planet Earth, a liar, a deceiver, a delusionary. If you do what he says, you're going to find out he was not a delusionary. He is exactly who he said he was. His voice, when you meet him, is so tender, so sweet. I'll never forget it. Stuart, do you agree that love runs this universe? After I was shown it. Yes, sir. Stuart, have you ever loved? No, sir. Stuart, will you? And I hesitated. I can't tell you why. I hesitated. I couldn't say yes. It seemed to take for hours, hours. It was probably only a few seconds. And I finally said, yes, sir. And my whole life has changed ever since. Yes, sir. He's real, folks. I plead with you. He's real. I was on death's door just a month ago. And uh, one of these days I'm going to depart, and I won't be able to warn people anymore. So that's all I can tell you, folks. It's so real. You don't understand. None of you understand. or so few of you. So few of you. God, he loves you so much. He loves you with a love you cannot even begin to fathom. I looked into it. I saw it. There are no human words to describe what he showed me. His love for his creation, his love for everybody. He just hates what's going on because they have rejected the truth. That's why we got a war in Israel right now, because they all reject the truth. Israel's no different than America. Israel's no different than any of them. We're a nation of fallen creatures bent on 
self-destruction. Humanity is the most self-destructive entity I think probably ever seen. We invent ways to destroy. We invent ways to torture. We invent ways to kill. I mean, what kind of human heart does that? How do you spend time figuring out ways to kill somebody, torture somebody, torment somebody, be cruel to your neighbor, hate your neighbor? Why? For what? What does anybody gain by any of it? Nothing. You don't gain a thing. You're lost in your sins. Wake up. Anyway, let's go to what you know about what's going on in Israel right now, Larry. Well, <laughs> I could go on for a long yeah. time. It was a very emotional oh. time. The people that were surrounding me were the world's experts. The Lord brought people in that uh, I don't know how to describe it. It was it was a well-oiled machine. Boy, they got a hold of me, and they were on it 24 hours a day trying to figure out what in the world's going on here and what's wrong. It's amazing. But anyway, I've said enough. I can't say any more. What do you think? Yeah, I was going to mention, Stuart, that you, you were sharing about you know, when you went to your the conference you held in Dallas, Texas, that was the first time I actually met you. That was in the early days of my blog, and and my I had a physical newsletter operating then, and and that was uh, you brought your ministry to Dallas, and and I actually physically met you there. I was following you all along, but that's where we actually met, and. It was um, myself, you know, if you'll remember, and Darnett, and uh, John John Tarapata. He was just a great fan of yours. He was from Dallas. Of course, he's passed on now. And uh, I was in the audience. I mean, I sat there, and you had stuff, you know, on a table, and it wasn't like you couldn't talk about any of that. Your stuff was, you had stacks of it there waiting for people to obtain. But when you started your... uh, your talk, people people started heading for the door, and I thought, this is weird. I enjoyed what you said, but that's when I met you. I wanted to mention real quick here because uh, this morning Hal Turner's got up information that it appears there's a pause to the uh, invasion of Gaza. Uh, they've turned the water back on in, in uh, uh, southern Gaza which is odd. They've opened up the Rafa crossing into Egypt for Americans that are in Gaza, American citizens, to escape into Egypt. And uh, there's a pause in, in the movement of, uh, you know, the uh, ground force of Israel into Gaza. Now, what's interesting, too, and there, there's a little book I've got. Uh, it's a prophetic teaching by Henry Gruber, and uh, actually a uh, October the 9th, Michael Snyder, he put out a warning. He said when Henry Groover warned and warned, he said, and Henry said, when Israel sends troops into Gaza, it will be a sign that the Middle East War has started. Now, they did enter Gaza just to a small degree uh, back when uh, my friend uh, Dan, Dan Gordon, Gordon, you know, he was in yep. that group, and he said that was literal hell 
when they went into just a little portion of Gaza. It was like walking into hell. And so with that being said, uh, there, there's probably reason. But let me read this real quick. Uh, it talks about uh, what Henry said. And anyway, Henry's reading like Zechariah 12 and 6 and, and other things, Habakkuk 2 and 11. But anyway, he said these are Henry's words. Think about that. What is the Lord saying here in verse 6? If you go from Jerusalem to Gaza, there are 14 territories right on the edge of Jerusalem. There are 14 territories given to the Palestinians all the way to Gaza. The fulfillment of this verse will be horrifying on the news when these people, which are as David, and those that are as David, as God, go in and do a purging of the Palestinians. What that means is that every man, woman, boy, and girl will be wiped out. The media will call it an ethnic cleansing. They will call for an emergency session in Geneva, Switzerland, to condemn this bunch of renegade people called Israel. That is why verse 3 puts out the solemn warning, and in that day I will make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people. All that burden themselves will it shall be cut to pieces, though the people of the earth be gathered together against it. And it goes on and on and on. However, uh, there does seem to be a pause. I have heard from the beginning of this uh, situation that Benjamin Netanyahu basically was slowly building up the ground invasion force, and he's got about 300,000 Israeli troops uh, on the border of Gaza, plus he's got 60,000 troops on the northern border, which it appears that Hezbollah and uh, in Lebanon and the Syrians are going to invade Israel from the north when Iran gives them the word. And it seems like from the beginning of this, beginning of the invasion itself, Netanyahu has been playing for time. That's my words, but I've watched it. It's like they're playing for time. They're not in a big hurry. And it's something they really don't want to get into, but they don't see any way out. It's like they're trapped. There's no way out. You can't just not react. And uh, so that's where we are. But playing for time, you know, uh, Hal Turner's got a deal up. He's got a list of all the armaments, and they're naval mostly, that are coming to the Mediterranean. There's one... uh, U.S. Uh, task force, a carrier task force there already. There's another one on the way that may be there in the next 24, 36 hours. There's a NATO task force on the way. There's uh, ships from France and, and uh, the U.K. and uh, other nations, I believe even including Greece and others. There is a massive armada coming. Now, this is me just speculating, okay, Stuart, <clears throat> because this – if if Netanyahu's playing for time to get the air cover, because he knows when they go into Gaza, they're going to get hit from everywhere all around Israel. They're going to fire missiles and rockets and, and attack everywhere from every front. And matter of fact, Russia just mentioned, Russia's told all of its people to get out of that area totally because they say that, uh, according to Russia, that Israel will be fighting a 5 front war. Now, if that's true, 
Israel's wow. going to need all the air cover they've got. Now, I'm wondering about Daniel 8. Will the Iranians know that this massive armada of ships that contain planes and missiles and, and attack uh, vehicles and et cetera, do they know this is coming and building up right now? And will they try to preempt the arrival of this massive naval? This involves all NATO, too. Oh, yes. uh, I don't know, Stuart, but I, I, it seems like, and you talked about Psalm 83, and then, you know, we've got Isaiah 17 and Daniel 8. Can you explain where you think this will all fit in? Well, it, this is this is what we've always wondered. Number one, we wondered, is it war and then a peace treaty, like the Abrahamic Accords, uh, or is it peace treaty and then war? Well, it appears that war is in the offering, and the war will lead to the cry for peace and security of the U.N. and all of that. And you're right. I mean, they're already raising the rhetoric about how evil Israel is and uh, their manhandling of, of Gaza. I mean, they've shut off all water, all food, everything, and uh, which is probably a violation of international law. But I don't know what Israel's going to do. Uh, when you have terrorist groups, you're dealing with something really <clears throat> almost difficult to fight because, you know, they'll do whatever to disguise themselves as people of, uh, of uh, Palestine. And uh, now you got Biden, somebody like that, telling, well, we'll just invite all those millions of people over here like we don't have enough illegals already. And so we're going to invite Hamas to come over here. Well, what happens to Israel happens to America. We've gone over that, and uh, it's just insanity. Remember uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28, and one of the curses is, I will smite thee with insanity. And that's what we're watching. We're watching the evil heart of mankind on open display. Like James says, why do you war? Why do you fight? Because you have not. You have not because you ask not. And when you do ask, you ask amiss. You ask it to consume it on your own lust. Therefore, God's not going to give it to you. So therefore, you go to war to get it. And on and on and on it goes. I mean, <laughs> we're just watching the final end. I do believe that what Albert Pike is telling us is the beginning of World War III. It's going to escalate into a nuclear conflict. And uh, we have a carrier group out there just off the coast of Israel right now. And I've read, Larry, you know more about this than I do, that there's at least two, if not three, more carrier groups headed that way. Yeah, that was my understanding, that uh, there's, there was one that just got there. There's another one that's a couple of days behind. But uh, the latest I had heard was uh, we have sent four and most people don't realize that. Plus, the fifth one is a NATO ter carrier task force, and then the U.K. sending one. So you've got uh, the ships that go along with those, and this is a, this really, and people really don't realize it because they don't count it. This is a massive, massive wall of missiles and, you know, everything you can fire if they want to use it. Reminds me of your vision of the missiles of October. And I think maybe we're looking at the fulfillment of that vision. <laughs> I hope not, but that's certainly what it looks like. And if Hezbollah gets into the act 
And if Iran gets into the act and even starts firing their missiles, uh, away it goes, folks. Away it goes. Human Humanity is self-destructive, as I've said. Satan wants you dead. He'll do anything to make that happen. So he incites mankind. You Look in the book of Enoch, how the demons come out of mankind and excite mankind to war and, and destruction. Uh, we have formidable enemies in the spirit world. Uh, they're called wicked places and on high, spiritual wickedness on high. That's spiritual. Satan has his own army, has his own influencers. They work through the minds and hearts of men and women that are fallen, who are unable to discern what's going on and why it's happening. This is why you have to get the big picture to understand why this is all happening and why World War III has to happen. Albert Pike said it has to happen in order to bring in Lucifer. I mean, he comes right out and says it. This is Lucifer's Antichrist. It doesn't matter if it's Obama. It doesn't matter if it's uh, King Charles. It doesn't matter who it is. It only matters that this entity known as Lucifer, a walk-in, basically Satan himself, walking in, it's tied directly to their rival, the UFOs, and uh, all of that. We're, we're heading into some times that are really, really strange. Um, I wanted to bring this out too, Larry, jumping guns. We don't really know what's going to happen over there or when. Uh, maybe Netanyahu has been warned by more than one, uh, you be careful here uh, because you can be annihilated. And, of course, I read in Isaiah 17 where it says, Jacob's flesh waxes lean. People, that means that thousands, millions of Israelis are going to perish in this upcoming battle. They just barely survive. They survive by the skin of their teeth. This is judgment. Remember Zechariah, two-thirds have to be exterminated in Israel. Two-thirds. Multiply that out, folks. What's two-thirds of Israel's population? A very small group, handful, emerge on the other side to enter the millennial reign, let alone what happens to the global civilization that God is about to bring down. We're watching the sun and how it's becoming more and more and more anomalous. It's, a, it, it's another symbolic warning from the Lord. Uh, you may remember we've talked about uh, Ed Dames and his remote viewing team and the kill shot, a whole series of CMEs that are so powerful that they actually impact the atmosphere and come all the way down to the surface, killing, he says, millions of people. It would utterly destroy world civilization. And God says right there in Isaiah, he's going to use the sun to destroy civilization. It's right there. He makes no bones about it. He intends to scorch men with fire, destroy all of their infrastructure. So guys like Charles Schwab and Bill Gates and the World Health Organization and the UN and all this surveillance stuff is going to be vaporized in a split second. Hey, Stuart. That's all done with us. Yeah, go ahead, Larry. Yeah, I wanted to share this one because I'd like your opinion on this one. This one is rather unique. 
and I did vet it, and apparently it did happen. This is from Breitbart News, October the 13th. They put it out as as an alert. They had a special short interview with Henry Kissinger. Listen to this. This is really, really interesting. Henry Kissinger, now he warns the USA, says Europe let in too many foreigners. The globalist vanguard mentor to Klaus Schwab calls his life's work now a grave mistake. What do you think? <laughs> I agree with that 100%. I think Henry Kissinger, you know, he's, he's a brilliant guy, whether you like him, hate him, or he's a globalist or not, advancing the new world order. These guys are not stupid, and I think they're beginning to realize what all of this means now, but it's too late to stop it. You cannot stop it, uh, particularly here in America. When you've got God sending in these people to destroy us, nobody's going to stop it. Uh, you know, the governor in Texas can do what he's doing. Uh, it doesn't matter. At the end, none of it matters because Babylon is slated for total and complete destruction. Why? Because it's simply, it's simple. They abandoned Jesus Christ. Now, here's a headline you might want to look at. Billion-dollar supersized prisons are slated to be built across the United States. Now, why? Why now? Alabama building a new supersized prison. Then it says uh, Nebraska building a new 350 million prison. Uh, Wouldn't be there to... uh, Take care of those Christians. They got to round up with it. Just a thought. Um, another headline here: Lockdown 2.0. Forced injection of mad cow prions pushed on the population. Well, I'm going to change that over to the next pandemic. And I wanted to mention this before we have to close. Next pandemic already on the way as U.K. chief warns of disease X that could kill 50 million people. Remember what they did with COVID, the hoax? Oh, it's going to kill hundreds of millions of people worldwide. What a bunch of baloney. Well, they're doing it again. They're going to do it again. And get ready for it. That's the only reason I'm bringing it up to you. And uh, what else you got, Larry, you want to close out with? Well, I want to share real quick, and I've, I did post that uh, on my last blog. Uh, you know, you saw the image of uh, Benjamin Netanyahu uh, yes. vi- visiting <laughs> the border of uh, Gaza, and he's still holding the forces back. They've entered a little bit in some areas, very limited, but he's holding it back. But uh, Timothy Dixon had a really incredible vision that I put out, uh, it was a dream, October the 12th, he said, Benjamin Netanyahu assassinated American Apache helicopter. How did they get it? And basically, uh, he gave, he told of this dream. Now, we remember, Stuart, of how the Bible codes, or Torah codes, uh, originally saved Netanyahu's life. He was, you know, they tried to reach him to warn him from the Bible code people and couldn't do it. He wouldn't Mm -hmm. listen. And they went to uh, his father, who's who's dead now, 
Netanyahu's father, and his father went to him, and he changed his route, I believe, over in Europe, and saved his life. However, we don't know if that, we know he's a big target right now, probably even by some by <laughs> some people inside Israel. But uh, anyway, uh, Timothy Dixon had a vision, and he said the news source that he saw talking says that Netanyahu who was hit while in transit, and they said that an American gunship that looked like an Apache helicopter did it, which would actually point a finger at America. However, that may not be true, but uh, for people that want to pray for Netanyahu, you know, do that. Yes. <laughs> I had uh, several dreams about BB a long, long time ago. I think you probably remember but I didn't see him assassinated, but I remember it was like I was already embedded with the Mossad. Uh, I, I have no idea how those dreams work. I don't know how they work at all. And uh, we were uh, we were hiding Bibi and moving him around. You know, he, he might have only stay in a place for a couple hours, and we'd have to move him again because they were going to assassinate him. I just don't recall that he was assassinated in that in that dream I had. I'm not asking anybody to believe it was from the Lord, but here it is again, uh, something very very unique. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, folks. Um, it's it's just different. Anything anything else you want to bring up, Larry? Well, I was just going to mention. Uh, you know, I, I hate to keep being a parrot. But I do want to mention to people, listen, if this stuff in America does begin to break loose of what, are, what is going on in the Middle East, you need to really have your food and water, your defense materials, whatever they may be, your defensive bunker, whatever that might be. Maybe it's only a tent. But be prepared. Yes. Keep your eyes open from now on because this can break out. At any time, I remember a long time ago, a, a woman over in Eau Claire said she had a dream vision, and it was on a weekend, she said, and the uh, sun was out, beautiful day, and people were out, you know, in Eau Claire, and uh, all of a sudden, these uh, truck-like pickups with machine guns mounted on the back showed up, and they wore, the, you know, the Arab helmets and stuff like that, and they were just killing everybody they could see. She said it came out of the blue. And that was probably 30 years ago, maybe more. And I do believe that it's probably going to come true because if you're going to hit something, you want to hit in the middle of the country where it's, most people think it's secure and safe. So the only thing I can tell you is uh, keep your heads up, eyes open, be alert at all times. Thank you, Larry, for coming on. Thanks, everybody, for listening. You guys take care out there. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.